Do you know what a turdu- Do you know what a turducken is? <laughs> no, I do not know what a turducken is. <laughs> it's when you uh, you get a chicken. It sounds German. I like you stuck, it. You stuff a, a duck inside of a chicken and then stuff that duck chicken into a turkey. A ducked chicken. Duck chicken. So it's chicken in a duck, in a turkey. Back into the turkey. Turducken. Turducken. All right. You think you can do that? You want me like, to say like, make a... Like from the duck inside of the chicken to the turkey. Inside of the turkey. You you want this to be the intro? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Should I do like a welcome welcome back? Whatever seems right for you. <laughs> Just never mind. From the chicken to the duck to the duck inside of the turkey, it's the All Right Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can... I can see your teeth. Weakness. Welcome back to a special episode of the All Right Podcast. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, to anybody who supports Thanksgiving. I know there's a lot of people that don't support Thanksgiving, but I do because I'm an American, and I think it's a time of... I don't like how weak that American was. You should have said, like, you know, I support Thanksgiving because I'm American. I'm American. See, is that what you wanted? It's better. So it's Thanksgiving. This is going to be a very Thanksgiving-oriented podcast for the beginning, and then we're going to get into the real stuff, the, the juicy stuff that you guys want to hear. Well, really, what's more Thanksgiving than bringing up politics at the table to infuriate your you know, opposed political party yeah, family members? Crazy left-wing aunt that you got. That's well, we don't really need to be targeting the left. I'm sorry, I mean, that crazy like, white right-wing aunt you got who's. Exactly. I'm all for Trump. We want to be inclusive. I'm all for him. I w- I'd go on a date with him. That's what I do. <laughs> okay. Well, just wanted to uh, uh, maybe, I know I did, because Disney Channel would have it playing whenever Thanksgiving rolled around Pocahontas. So, would recommend Pocahontas. has an amazing soundtrack, in my opinion. But I just wanted to... Give it a little, you know, just a little, you know, I think we all know, I mean, inherently that Disney uh, historical animations are bad in terms of how accurate they are. But I just wanted to give a little rundown of how uh, Governor Ratcliffe actually died. You know, the dude with the amazing sword and Pocahontas. And really good hair, too. He honestly had really good hair and a good beard. Weird nose, though. Anyway, but uh, in the movie... You know, he kind of met his downfall by his own, you know, subordinates, you know, Mm. mutiny without the ship and all. But uh, he actually died in the first Anglo-Pohatan War in which he was captured. And let me give you the it was during the starving time. Okay, whenever they were first over there and Ratcliffe and 25 other colonists They were invited to a gathering, if you will, set forth by the Native Americans because there was going to be a trading of of corn for like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know, labor or like other goods they brought from Europe. But it was a trap. Okay, they were ambushed and Ratcliffe was actually tied to a stake in front of a fire. He was facing the Mm. fire tied to a stake. Right. A woman gets muscle shells 
and <laughs> flails, flails, flayed, flails. Flay. Anyway, got the muscle shell, used it as a knife to skin the flesh off of a, a live Ratcliffe, and she would throw the pieces of flesh into the flame. He died watching his own body parts being cut off of him and thrown into a fire. What a way to go. Some people just die of heart disease. <laughs> and you got that as a death? That's pretty insane. That really is. It's Wikipedia worthy. <laughs> it is Wikipedia worthy. You know what? I, I hated something about Wikipedia. You ever been on Wikipedia and they always like, it's like donate like like four cents to keep the website going. Right, right. You've seen that before? Every time I get on. I can't stand it. You kidding me? It's a public domain. and I, What is this, a Salvation Army? That's another thing I can't stand is a Salvation Army. I think all that money goes to someone else. I don't think it actually goes to... What even is the Salvation Army? Army of Salvation. Army de la Salvation. When you put it that way, it makes me sound like a jerk. But what I'm saying is I think it is a pyramid scheme. I really, so you, I so really think, do. So you think charities are pyramid schemes? Certain charities. Not all charities, but certain charities I think are pyramid schemes. Leave us a comment if you want us to delve into this subject. <laughs> like Our charities. Have a set-aside episode of certain charities that may or may not be pyramid schemes. It, I mean, it'll be an awesome video, probably 40 minutes long if they are, but it'll probably be like a five-minute apology video put on YouTube by Jackson saying, I'm sorry to the Salvation <laughs> Army. No, well, I'm, here's what their website says. They said we serve 133 countries around the globe. Um, so you're we, just a jerk now. We, we assist approximately 23 million Americans annually. You kidding me? I feel like there's more homeless people and more like in need people since the Salvation Army started. So what are you guys really doing? Drugs? What are you doing? Not, not giving any, not giving any salvation to the army. We still got an army. I don't even know how to process this information coming out of your Cause mouth. Cause it's, it's crazy stuff. Here's what? another crazy thing. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm done talking about the Salvation Pyramid Army. Scheme, Salvation Army. Go ahead. All right. So here's a more lighthearted myth. Okay. John Smith. All right. I hate I hate to do this to y'all. He was not saved by Pocahontas. Too bad. But the story's actually better. He was just outright adopted by the people that captured him. Not even like it's kind of a bummer. I mean, it's not as exciting as Pocahontas. Saving him, but... Oh, that's why you can't make a movie out of adoption. Right. <laughs> right. Now, can we? I mean, you can. There's Annie. Meet the Robinsons. That was a good one. But I don't really know a lot of adoption. I guess Old Yeller, maybe. That's a dog. He was a stray. He was adopted. You know, like... Hey, all right. This this segues into this. You've Surely you've seen the episodes adopt. Like, the language has changed from, like, save a puppy or, like, a, you know, get a, get a puppy as... The off the streets as a pet, it's now adopt. Adopt a puppy. I mean, it's all it's all it's it's almost like there's it makes you feel more inclined to do it because it sounds like you're doing something more righteous. Right. It's like why adopt this puppy? Why just go buy a puppy when you can adopt one? In the arms of the angel. That's the you've seen that the ASPCA. 
commercial? Oh, I, I've never paid that much attention to it. But yes, I've me? seen it. Yes. There's a lady on there, total smoke show. And she's like telling people to like, you know, adopt a puppy and stuff. But is that is that because this leads right into mine? Let's go. About not being a real indigenous person. Mm. Are you ready for that? Give me, give me, is this Elizabeth Warren? Everyone knows about her. Well, yeah, she, everyone knows about her. And she actually gets brought up in my in my cliff notes. But uh, Buffy St. Marie is apparently not an indigenous person. She's actually a fraud. And she's it's crazy because she's considered to be the first indigenous person to win an Oscar from Sesame Street, if you can believe that. Um, Heidi St. Marie is the daughter of Buffy's oldest brother. She told um, CBC that the family didn't believe that Buffy was indigenous, stating that she wasn't even born in Canada and she was actually born in the U.S. and is clearly not a, a, a Native American. I could see how she gets away with it. She does look Native American. Yeah, well, it's not as bad as Elizabeth Warren, who's clearly white. You know, that's that was just a no-brainer. But I think the problem with this is people are now realizing that they can just fake their race or um, steal like another group's culture to better themselves. And they found a profitable way to, you know, make money off of it. It's, it's the same thing with like gender wars, you know, how like people will act like they're a girl to win in the WNBA or win a swimming tournament. It's the same thing. It's To me, it's just an evil act that people do. And it really hurts the actual indigenous people and their culture because they got some fraud up on stage singing about Sesame Street. I find it funny that she was born in Massachusetts, but she's like, yeah, I'm from Canada. Yeah, you, don't, you wouldn't you want to claim America if you want to be indigenous? Why would you claim Canada? I'm nodding right now in case, you, in case y'all can't see <laughs> Why that. Why would you want to claim Canada? Doesn't even make sense to me. But next up, what do you got? Oh, what do I have? All right, so this is this is my gripe, okay? My mm. gripe, if you will. Uh, recently, okay, Biden met with the Mexican president, Lopez Obrador, okay? And they're just talking about how, you know, America and Mexico, they're brother nations. It sounds all nice, uh, nice and fruity, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Uh, they admitted they were. I mean, they were talking about how Mexicans they're coming over here, coming over here. Where's over here? America. Amen. And they're saying that this is it's like a second home. It's like a second home. It's not their home. He's saying that. I mean, this just gets. America's not for lease. This it's not is, an orphanage. Yeah, we're not. We're not here. To adopt you. We're not here for part-time Americans. Nope, this you're ain't either ASPCA. all in or you're out, okay? Amen. I mean, on days of all Thanksgiving, this is something you should be talking about. The three million mm. illegal that we know about, so we know there's more. Because, I mean, that's like, I mean... If you're saying you're accounting for three million, just go ahead and add another two. Well, I mean... Maybe not two, maybe one. But, you know, you get the point. Go ahead. Millions and millions... Mm. Of uh, illegal immigrants, immigrants from these third world nations, these dumps, these dumpster fires, like 2020 was. But we're not talking about 2020. We're talking about the dumpster fire that is 2023 with these 3 million illegal immigrants coming in. That's 11 states worth. 
if 11 states mm. showed up on the border with guns in their hands and killing in their eyes, it'd be an act of war. And we but, would devastate them. But since they come over with children in their arms and uh, puppy eyes in their skulls, they're let in. They're let in. And they're given and they're given uh, housing, food, housing and a cell phone and be like, also, if you don't show up for uh, the court date in 10 months from now, uh, you may, we may have to come find you. They know that you're not going to find me, bro. I got over here on the border. You ain't finding me. <laughs> yes. Facts. You're, you're never going to find. And and the fact that what they can vote. Uh, that's like the whole thing. And I really hate this. Every illegal immigrant and every immigrant in general. This isn't about I hate you on the basis of your race. And this is I hate that we're having cultural and racial mm -hmm. replacement. But that doesn't get people riled up because they're like, you know, what does that matter? I mean, it's 2023. And I really hate, you know, this kind of talks. This is, I'm going to mention this and we're going to get back to this. But <laughs> uh, Fox, you know, they're always saying you know the american taxpayer the american taxpayer is paying for this that's that like that cuts us all from that it's kind of like that language it's not very personal it's like the american taxpayer it's like the uh it's like instead of saying farmers in america it's like the people driving tractors in america <laughs> it is like it's very uh it's alien it's language very, yeah just say american people are paying for this and so american taxpayer I mean, because people don't care about taxes. They don't care about abstractions. It's tangible things that make people move. And saying, I, I mean, telling people that their vote is being stolen is not going to get people to move. And saying that these drug lords, and I know beautiful people come, and, and it doesn't really matter whether they're beautiful or not, and, you know, upstanding citizens— it's like, what do we want for our country moving forward? Well, it does a disservice to the upstanding citizens or upstanding immigrants that, you that know, follow the, follow the process. They did it because I understand, yes, America is a melting pot. I understand that. But there's rules to get into this melting pot. This is not some fondue dish that you can just dip your toes in and taste how you please there there has to be a process there has to be a way to open up the crock pot to get inside the fondue pot and that's that's the biggest problem it's, it's a serious disservice to legal immigrants well this is where i would disagree with you i would say i mean up until recently america wasn't a melting pot i, I would say that saying that america was a melting pot in a nation of immigrants no, i'm saying it is, is a melting pot okay is melting Here's another thing y'all can talk about at Thanksgiving table. Saying that America was the founding stock of this nation, a melting pot, and a nation of immigrants does them a disservice. Because the immigrants coming over today, they're getting cell phones, they're getting food, they're getting housing. And yeah, what did the original ones get? What? The original ones got uh, jack squat. They were like, you got to find your own Maybe way. like malaria. You got to go out into these mountains, into these woods, where the people hate you that you're over here. And they don't hate you because of just the fact that you're a person. They hate you because... It's a threat. They see you as a threat. It's a threat. And they're going to kill you because you're on their land. Which, I mean, in these certain places now, America was a heavy expanse of dense 
wilderness, trees, and rugged landscape where mm. you got to take your family out there. You got to go settle. You're making your own roads. Every trek out into that wilderness was you're building your own road. Yeah, we traded beautiful mountains for metal buildings. That's what we've done. It's a song. That's a John Diver quote. Um, Rocky Mountain High. He says, "We teared the mountains down to bring in a couple more." Mm. That's just a little fun fact. When you said that, it made me think of that. That's a good fun fact. It is, but um, but this Thanksgiving, don't discredit your ancestors that came over here whenever the country was first being founded and expanded upon by saying they were immigrants. They were farmers. They were settlers. They were pioneers. Mm. They were not immigrants in that they came over here and got a cell phone, food, and housing. How do you, um, I was going to, I was going to talk about, um, before we get any, any deeper into, um, political talk that, a lot of people talk about Thanksgiving and what it means and how thankful you should be. But I like how right before, or I'm sorry, right after Thanksgiving, we have black Friday, which is a chance for everyone to just forget about what we're thankful for. And we go and buy as much junk as possible because it's 40% off. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? That's, that is the most American thing ever yeah but now it's not even just black friday you know like some cyber monday well they'll do like the whole month is like black friday deals so it's turning the month of thanksgiving and fall into a clearance rack exactly i got a black friday story as a clearance rack i got a black friday story it was my only black friday shopping that i've ever attended it was a friday night obviously i was like i was walking around in walmart and I had never experienced this before in my life. This was something, it was um, new to, it was very new to me. I'm seeing all this stuff. I'm seeing people go crazy. People are grabbing 14 printers. What do you need 14 printers for? There's no reason for that. I see people grabbing microwaves and laptops and just all sorts of stuff. So I, I got in on the fun. I grabbed a vacuum. It's actually a birthday or a Christmas present for my uh, mother-in-law. I grabbed a vacuum, and I just started waylaying. I started swinging it because there's people running around everywhere. I hit like four people with a vacuum, and nobody said anything. <laughs> nobody said anything because it was just like a it was just like a thing. Like they were like, "Oh, he's it's Black Friday. He can hit me with a vacuum." And I mean, it if it was so fun that I think I'm only going to do Black Friday shopping just to go into WalMarts and hit people with appliances. <laughs> so. Is this is this, this what this we're is, doing tomorrow? Is this what we're doing tomorrow night? I would I would love to. I, I would I would honestly love to. Jackson, do you want to go clubbing in the purest sense yeah, of that a word club, tomorrow night? Club some folks with like some Bath and Body Works products. I have no reason to be in Bath and Body Works, but I'm going to be in there so I can douse someone with soap to the eyes, and they'll go, "Oh, it's ah, oh, it's it's Black Friday." That's what they'll do. Like, isn't that crazy? It's like a more violent version of April Fools. It is. It's like it's Black Friday. <laughs> Got you in the head. Yeah, with then, the, a then the sitcom Yankee music candle, starts. Vanilla scented. That is, I, I love it. I love. I love America so much. I really do. But um, so do you, do you have another one? All right. So here here's my next thing I wanted to talk about. All right. So you've seen on the news. Mm-hmm. There's no deny. You've seen these protests, pro-Palestinian protests in Washington, mm-hmm. in the Bank of New York, throughout New York itself, the city, uh, New York, New York. They, they dropped the city 
I don't know when. Never got the memo. Anyway, and you see them in Chicago. There's several that are going on right now. Another gripe I have before I finish this topic out, they're in, uh, it's like a high school in Oakland. They've Mm. replaced the American flagpole, you know, where every good public school flies the American flag, hopefully proudly. They've replaced it with a Palestinian one. This is this is an implicit that, act that, of treason. That's treason. That that is treason and should be punishable by death. Uh, by is, death. I mean, that's that's in every other country, dude. I saw every one. other country. It, it's still treason. I mean, treason gets you death here, dude. I saw to. one, and um, it was I forget who I I, I want to say it was at Harvard, and it was <laughs> these two people that had flags up there was a big sign and it said gays for hamas hamas is not for gays by the way in case y'all were you would you would be beheaded so it's funny that over here we're like a gays for hamas but you will be beheaded if you if any home if anybody in the organization of hamas saw you they would think mm, 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 mm. Done. Machete to the back of the head. That's just mind-blowing to me. That's just how delusional we are as a country. You know, going off that, you know, Hamas. It's not so much Hamas. It's that, you know, jihads do this. Those are the, mm-hmm. you know, explicit Muslims. But uh, there's there's concerns right now going on in Israel. You know, it's not just Muslims in Gaza. There's also Palestinian Christians. And to the Muslim faith... I don't, I don't want to misrepresent, mm-hmm. but to my understanding, you know, uh, well, first of all, their heaven, you know, jihad, you, you do a successful jihad, you know, blowing yourself up, blowing the crowd away, mm-hmm. literally, gets you uh, 70 virgins, and you may say, where do these 70 virgins come from? They're the pagan and Christian wives of the slain people that you've killed, and... Uh, the reason it's you know, never mind. We're not we're not delving into that. We don't want to make you throw up your uh, cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but that, it is a very touchy subject. But I, I did want to say one thing that do you know that only thirty three percent of Palestinians support Hamas. Thirty three percent. So this whole thing about how if you support Hamas, you're supporting Palestine. Actually, you're only supporting thirty three percent of Palestine. Well, that's what I'm, I was just about to talk about. Okay. You no, know, so. you got these Palestinian Christians in I there. was hoping you weren't about to stop talking about that. because There's these Palestinian Christians in here, and they're hiding in these churches because uh, to them, even though it, I mean, the churches are mainly Catholic and Orthodox. Mm-hmm. All right, they view these places as sacred places. You're not bringing a weapon in here, mm-hmm. more than likely, unless you're just doing like a complete raid because like... Orthodox people will throw rocks at your head. You better watch out. <laughs> anyway, but there's concerns about the the jihad, the Hamas, these Muslims, because they view Christians as pagan. And mm. in the Quran, I mean, especially during waging jihad, you can you can rape Christian Christian women, pagan women, as long as they're not Muslim. Which would be in their eyes pagan or Christian, so there's concerns and they there's wanting to be an evacuation of these, even though they're not an American. 
Mm. So I really don't understand how you got like Christians being like, we need a ceasefire. Give us the ceasefire. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> like, let's 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 switch gears a little bit. I want to be a little bit more lighthearted on, you know, it's it is Thanksgiving. Right. We need to be thankful for something. And you know, I would like to if if you're willing to go into the it's a whole different um gear change. We're not talking about protesters being sprayed with fire trucks. Why don't we bring that back? We're talking about Thanksgiving. You know, I do like the idea of bringing that back. We'll bring it back. Let's do Thanksgiving. What are we talking about? Thanksgiving. Go. Thanksgiving. There's something there's there's something I don't know why I've always liked Thanksgiving. There's something special about it to the sense of I don't know if it's just a day that you can just load up and get super fat or if it's, you know, a day you can load up and get super fat. You're preparing for college football weekend if you're a fan of it. Mm. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just that there's a hint of cinnamon in the air cuz it's a crisp autumn morning. I don't know what it is, but there's something beautiful about Thanksgiving. And it makes me think, man, I would love to hose down some folks in college. Some protesters. Some protesters in college. There's something about that. Something about it. So why don't we bring it back? All right. <laughs> so here's my thing. You, like I was talking about earlier, you got these protesters. And they're like, they're disrupting commerce. But that that's a little more of an abstraction. Mm. They're disrupting your day-to-day. They're, they're blocking you going to pick up your kids from soccer practice in the middle of winter in, in New England. <laughs> exactly. Because everyone knows you practice soccer whenever. Year-round. Year-round in short shorts while it's freezing outside. That way you build up that leg muscle resistance to frostbite. Exactly. Because that's, that's what you need to be prepared for. Not global, global warming. A global freeze is what you need to be prepared for. That frostbite. Mm-hmm. going to get you. But, uh... Why don't we bring back, I mean, we used to do this, you know, if you're blocking, if you're blocking the street, if you're keeping people out of their place of business, place of work, I'm not talking about like a protest against a certain business. I'm talking about like just, they're just protesting. They're just walking up to businesses, walking up to bed. That have nothing to do with the the topic of discussion. And they're just trying to get media traction whenever they should be getting the fire trucks traction rolling down the street and spraying, hosing them with high-pressurized water. That's what I would do. You stink. You need a shower. That's what I would do. And since you won't shower yourself, the volunteer fire department has volunteered gratefully to hose you down. But the problem is, the the reason we don't do it anymore is because... We've gotten soft. Well, it's Like your mashed potatoes on your plate at Thanksgiving. It is soft because it's humiliating. And, you know, in today's day, we would rather just shoot and kill, search and destroy, then that's a cod reference. Search and humiliate because mm. humiliation is is it sticks with you a lot longer than death. I can tell you that. I mean, you want to keep protesting for this ceasefire, sweetheart? Well, we're gonna stop firing real bullets and we're gonna start hosing you down with city Flint, Michigan water. Golly, dude! I dude, give me the bullet, dude. <laughs> I'd take the bullet over Flint, Michigan water any day. We've. <laughs> We've traded in our lead bullets for our lead water, sweetheart, and you mm-hmm. are you're you're the winner. I'd, and you know that's the problem. You know, why do you guys still have bad water? I don't know. Maybe because nobody wants to fix your your system. No one wants to fix your sewage systems or your water systems. We'd rather send six billion dollars to Ukraine, or we'd rather se- continue to send money elsewhere. Sometimes you don't even know where your money's going. 
Let's send it to let's send it to like let's send it to like an Iranian group and we're gonna promise they're gonna do something good with it. They ain't doing nothing good with it. Here's <laughs> who allocates that? I don't even know who's allocating that. Here here's that's another a different story. That's how I mean, that is a different story. But like let's let's just give the people something to ruminate on. I mean, how does these things start like at the beginning of a conflict? How did how did Ukraine get billions and billions of dollars? I mean, it just mm. starts with I mean Nobody cared after October seventh. Everyone was exactly. like, Wait, Ukraine, I don't even know where that the is. The world stopped. I mean, Ukraine You know what the biggest like problem some, is with sounds this? Sounds like something in a fictional storybook. Think about this. You couldn't here's the thing. Ukraine, Ukraine. You couldn't you couldn't Half of these people protesting at a lot of these colleges, nine, I guarantee you 90% of them couldn't show you where Gaza or Ukraine or Israel, I bet none, 90% of them couldn't show you on a map if you shoved it up their butt. They wouldn't know where it was. Tell me the capital of Ukraine. You can't. The, the, it's, it's impossible because it's just a, it's, it's Kiev, just a, it's just virtue it's signaling. Kiev. And I We're think bringing back Kiev. If you want a virtue signal, maybe a virtue signal for your school systems that are run down, or maybe give Hawaii a little bit more than $700 a one-time payment to rebuild their house that just got burned to the ground, which I think was an orbital laser by the U.S. government. That's just a conspiracy that I have. But maybe you should start be virtue signaling that and put like Hawaii's state flag instead of Ukraine's state flag in your Instagram bio. Well, that, well, that's the thing about about these groups. You know, they're like, "All right, guys, let's get together. We're gonna we're gonna change the world. We're gonna send billions of our dollars over to billions some backwater country, but they're not backwater. They're precious. Isn't it precious? Is, Isn't it is, precious, Joe? That is ridden with crime. We're gonna fix it. We're gonna fix. Oh, okay. That was Kamala Harris. What I was doing. Isn't it precious? Isn't it something, Joe? You ever seen her laugh like that? No, I've not. Dude, her laugh is insane, dude. It goes on for minutes. I want to see the Kamala Harris impression throughout this upcoming year. <laughs> okay, Braxton. Okay, <laughs> that's what it's like, it, and it's so awkward. It's like, okay. Uh, anyways, if if the Thanksgiving dialogue at your house gets too heated this Thanksgiving, just pull up some soothing. Kamala Harris quotes of her talking to the American people mm. like they're three-year-olds. Amen. Because every time, I mean, this isn't really an insult, but I, I really do feel pacified whenever I listen to her. I mean that in a negative way. Exactly. I mean, you don't need pacified. A You're a grown man. She has a naturally pacifying effect. It's like, I can't believe they put this idiot on the air. And, and you're just like stuck in. This is in like a load a of barnacles. Contemplation. While she's like talking to you, like, did you do your patterns today, Joe? Like, <laughs> all right, here, here, I got, I got one more topic just to wrap this up because we're at, we're already at thirty-one minutes, which is crazy. I feel like it's just flown by. We just started, but um, I, I would like to talk about this is completely off topic, but this is something to stew on for the weekend while you're stuck while you've stuffed yourself with stuffing. Ayo, pros and cons of AI. What do you feel? How do you feel about AI? I just wish there was an off switch, mm. just in case it gets out of hand. Mm. You can't. It's we've opened Pandora's it's, it's like box. The internet. It's like where's the off switch for the internet? So it's like apparently solar storms. Um, pros and cons. I said here's what I think. I think it's it's a very innovative thing for such as um, 
I don't know, advertising, media. I think it actually helps lighten the load on a lot of like, say, these corporations that have to pay all this money to some jerky kid who doesn't like the way their logo looks. So they get AI to do it. I think that works, but you know, I think you with new technology, you have to treat it as such that it's just a machine and there has to be a human controlling the machine. Right, right. It's a tool. It is a tool. Not it's not it should not be taking over. But I also think it depends on who's wielding this tool. It's it's a sword. It cuts the heart and it cuts briars. But you have to choose mm. where it goes. Well, this guy in North Carolina decided to cut uh, cut the heart. David Totem, a psychiatrist out of Charlotte, North Carolina, sentenced to 40 years in prison for using AI to create child pornography and secretly recording a 15 his 15 year old cousin as she showered and used the AI to modify pictures of his ex-girlfriend with sexual images of minors he obtained on the internet. Mm. And this, you know, this is just one story of some sicko that got his hands on AI. That that's just there's millions. There's millions of this. this there's got to be millions of this happening. You know, it's so easy to get AI. You know, I remember when ChatGPT came out. I downloaded it on my phone in like ten minutes just to see if it could write a rap song. Did it? Oh, yeah, it did. It did. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was mid. But you know, I I think it's a scary thing when it's you don't know who's wielding the AI. Because then you think about, well, how many jobs is AI going to take from people that are just hardworking people? You know, I got I got a few, just a list. You know, truck drivers are losing their jobs because of, you know, self-fully autonomous vehicles. Um, writers, you know, script writers, there's a big writer strike, you know, for money. But there's going to come to a point where they're going to say, well, we don't really need you guys anymore. Because we wrote a pretty killer script with ChatGPT. That's pretty scary, if you ask me. You know, it's. I mean, it's it's scary in one regard, but I feel like uh, it's. I mean, I feel like it's going to make it a premium for whenever to have a handwritten script or poetry, or it's going to put a premium on these things. And mm-hmm. I hope that people will choose the moral option to choose what is human made. I mean, the future going forward, this AI could take over, could. but the future of man is man-made. It's man-made. And in regards to that dude, that sick monster that did the child porn, if we were in charge of our destiny, we'd find a tall tree and hang them high. But we don't, we're not, we're not in control of these things. And hose them first. Hose him because he stinks. You know he stinks. Gotta stay. Probably lives in his grandma's basement or something. But here's the irony of to me that all these tech companies that promote AI, if they keep going, they're inevitably going to lose their own jobs mm. to AI. And then at that point, it's who owns who owns who AI. owns what? And you know, we did you ever see um iRobot? No. In 2004, it was a no. Will Smith movie, and pretty much the robots take over. But you know that's that's just the gist. But I saw this study. I th- you're gonna like this, I think. I hope you do. If you don't, this is gonna waste of time. But I saw a study where they were doing a logistics run on robot-powered AI, and the task for the robot was to get on top of the table. You ready? So the, the, table. the robot does it, but not how we would do it. We would. 
you know, try and jump up on the table. Right. The robot broke the legs off the table and just did a minor little step. So technically the job was complete because the AI decided to do it in the most efficient way it knew how by eradicating the table legs. And, you know, if you take that study and broaden it, are we, are we AI's table? Exactly. Are we the table legs to AI? Are we, or will AI remove us to better the earth? See, this is this is this is this is kind of AI is not going to work out a peace treaty. It's calming. This is a calming thing and mm. infuriating thing to me. It's, okay, it's calming to me because it's. I'm thinking, wow, this AI. We created something that is doing something of which, hopefully, we're not jumping on tables all the time. But say we were. You know, the goal to get on top of a table, it is the most efficient way possible. But it's infuriating because it destroyed what mm. something we created. And I feel like this is going to be a big thing going forward whenever we are getting progressively more and more advanced AI. Uh, we may ask it, like, the big thing right now is climate change. That's, yeah. that's I mean, that's that's the buzzword if, if you're, like, an environmentalist. And there's horrible things happening to our planet. We're dumping stuff out there that we shouldn't. But whether your stance on climate change is that it's real or it's not, I hope you would agree that I, I like clean rivers. I hate seeing oil in it. But anyway, that's besides the point. You, we'll ask this AI, you know, we give it this data, okay? Mm-hmm. Say, this is what's happening. Here's what's causing it. Fix okay? it. What's, what's the course of action? Say we do give it some of them robots. It, it may go through the most efficient way to end climate change based on the data we present and uh, the, the solution the solution would be the final solution that kill all the humans you wouldn't have to eradicate worry about humans the next climate change from caused by us because we we want to be around yeah I, that's that's the one thing i worry. i think we need to learn how to coexist or at least be the master over ai see you know? that's the thing it's not coexist this is a tool we've created that so is going to exist it. without us i think See, it's a scary thing, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. Look, guys, I'm just an idiot from Alabama. Exactly. I, I, I don't know much, but I can just say I think it is a scary thing that we need to take very, very seriously. And it's, and it's crazy how it's already upon us. This whole artificial intelligence. You know, this has always been sci-fi, but now it's real, and I think that's a scary thought that we're just entering into this new age. We're like a teenage. We're like an adolescent of technology. We're growing into it. If if we use the tool, and we use it with virtue, I feel like this will be a net positive. But then you have to ask, how can you do virtue? Can you perform virtuous uh, tasks and feats with something that is not virtuous? And I guess the question would be, which or is AI in of itself a good thing or a bad thing? Not for you as the individual, but as for your people, for humanity as a whole. So then you have to evaluate from that going forward. If it's yes, then we say, how does it? How is it virtuous? Is it always? Is it naturally virtuous? Which I would say is not based on how it feeds bad things to perverted people, yeah. as in the case of the child porn dude. So mm. then you would say, how do we make this thing virtuous? How do we make this thing a net positive for the human mind? And then mm. with that going forward, it would obviously be a great thing. It, it would help us progress so much. Oh, it would. I agree. It, it could help us progress 
into the future, into an age of which no man could ever possibly imagine, or it could, on the flip side of that, it could help us progress into a state of man no human could imagine. Because there will be no humans. No, because of how degraded we would be. We would be mushroom mm. pod men. Nice. Completely hedonistic. See, you have we have to cut out the hedonism and the individualism and the materialism if you're going to use this. And I feel like that's what AI is being used for now. I agree. Well said, Braxton. Well said. Well, I hope you guys enjoy Thanksgiving and, you know, remember to be thankful. Or if you don't want to be thankful and you just want to be cynical, just, you know, do it in your own time. Go You're in, clubbing tomorrow. Go clubbing, if you know what we mean. If you get it, it's a, it's a, it. a callback. Right. Have a good one, guys.